Welcome to Nerd Jack Blog Radio 2.0. I'm Dennis, joined once again by the wonderful, spectacular, sometimes a little slightly awesome Adam. How you doing? I'm doing just fine. That's a good intro. Hey, I pride myself. Where, where's I'm, your helmet? I know where my helmet is. What in my uh, scatterbug, shutterbug? What, what was the guy's name in Junebug? Junebug. In my Junebug, can't find my helmet. Yeah, or Thurman Thomas. Or, today's subject matter, Antonio Brown, Afterburner 84. Yes. Um, if you've been living under a rock and somehow listen to this podcast and you don't know what's going on, Adam, can you give a, a background of what's going on with Antonio Brown and his new team, the Oakland, soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders? Yeah, I'll quickly summarize what's happened from week 17 until the beginning of the offseason, and then I'll let you talk about Helmet Gate, and then we'll kind of... So back in the day, Antonio Brown was a pro bowler on the level of Calvin Johnson, Megatron. Megatron is retired. Antonio Brown has been looked at as a number one receiver for the last several last handful of years. Uh, for some reason, he didn't get along with Big Ben, went had some weird thing happen in week 17 and Mike Tomlin sent him home from Heinz field. He just left. He appeared. There was a scuffle. He left. Then he demanded a trade. And then the joke was on him. Cause he got traded to the Raiders who last season traded everybody away. They traded Cleo Mack, who is probably the best defensive player in the league and probably a top five player overall. They just gave him to Chicago and Chuck Chicago or, completely changed the direction the, the trajectory of the bears anyways so he gets traded to the raiders he uh pretends that he likes Derek carr then he does a bunch of instagram thirst traps dyes his mustache blonde which is really weird because the rest of his facial hair he kept the same so it really stood out um it, it was it was a very bizarre look uh and so he was working out and doing instagram videos and talking about how much he loved being in oakland uh, then he did the trendy cryogenic chamber where it's like a negative 200 below and it just like freezes your skin and whatever. It's supposed to keep you younger and more in shape or whatever. It's an acidic thing that they do now. It used to be stem cells uh, back when Kobe Bryant was uh, moving and grooving in 2009. Now they've moved on to uh, cryogenic stuff. Well, apparently Antonio Brown had a wardrobe malfunction and wore the uh not proper equipment for his feet and got frostbitten so bad on his feet that they had to slice some dead skin off and so at the beginning of hard knocks you see he's not working out with the team because they say he has a foot injury well the pictures of his foot have circulated online and they're nasty it's the nastiest looking feet i've ever ever said ever laid eyes upon during hard knocks episode one he said something about having his big toe circumcised that is the wrong thing to get circumcised so then i don't think he knows what that means yes and then then he had this weird helmet gate saga starting with he was told his helmet is 10 years old and after 10 years uh you can try to get the helmet recertified by NACA, which is, you know, the anti-concussion protocol 
people, third party that the NFL hires to like say, these helmets are safe, these aren't. And then you're supposed to pick a new helmet. He was under the one-year clause where he could play in outdated equipment, and then he tried to file a grievance. That got denied. So then he shows up at camp with his old helmet, but he painted it himself from Steelers colors to Raiders colors. And so he was told, somebody spotted it when he was told, hey, you can't can't use that helmet. Okay, that's... I the thing about that is has anyone actually seen pictures of the painted helmet? I don't think so. Exactly. I, I think that's a made up story. I don't think it's a made up story. I think it's made up. He's crazy. I just explained all the weird stuff he's been doing he, since week he, seventeen he of last year. Take the time to paint his helmet to an approximate of the Raiders. He is he, he loves this helmet as much as he loves one of his children. He says he can't see without it. The new helmets don't. So then he found, do you want to continue? Do you know what the next thing is? Well, I mean, I know where, I know where we stand today with the helmet. Did you know that he tried to get another helmet and it had a grievance 2.0 and that got rejected? Yeah, he's filed a grievance and his, his agent is Drew Rosenhaus. You said that wrong. His agent is super mega agent Drew Rosenhaus. Yeah, Drew Rosenhaus, who is the probably the best known agent of superstars. Um, but fun fact about Drew Rosenhaus: most of the character character traits in Jerry Maguire are based around Drew Rosenhaus. Yeah, Drew Rosenhaus was quoted as saying, "We'll exhaust that process. That process being um, this second grievance that he's filed with the league to wear the helmet. But if it doesn't work out, so be it." At least we can say we tried everything possible and he'll move forward and make it work with an approved helmet. So he'll end up being on the field. He just doesn't want to play in training camp. He just Maybe. Yeah. I, I, he's a little bit nuts too. Um, the thing that I saw was or heard was he that nobody has ever tested this helmet rule before to the degree that Antonio Brown has. So he got on Twitter after Gravence 1.0 was rejected and asked there's like what it's like air it's a shut air air ride or air ridge helmet uh that's 2011 or newer so he got a 2011 helmet ran it through the protocol and basically the nfl has shut down this loophole and that that one also got rejected so basically he can keep doing this process and the nfl is going to keep saying no (laughs) that's an unsafe helmet Pick one of the 37 that are legal for your position. So anyways, he showed up. He, he practiced today. I think it was the latest. It was either yesterday or today. or So either Tuesday, August 19th, 20th, or Wednesday, August 21st, he finally went through a whole workout. So it looks to be that you were, you're mostly right, that he was probably just doing this kind of get out of training camp. But also his feet were messed up, so he wasn't really going to do much training camp anyway. So it's this this weird story, but he was very adamant about – he threatened to retire over a helmet. He's owed $30 million, so he's eventually going to get on the field, and it looks like it's been resolved. But who knows? Tomorrow he might like just break down and say, I have to use this helmet. <laughs> yeah, it's – and his, his most recent tweet, that being Antonio Brown, while I disagree with the arbiter's decision, I'm working on getting back to full health and looking forward to rejoining my teammates on the field. I'm excited about this season. Appreciate all the concerns about my feet. Hashtag always a fight. Hashtag represent. Hashtag it's bigger than me. 
all this being said, I, I don't know if he's been drug tested or if he's trying to buy time. So like, there's just, it doesn't make any sense. I realize he's a nutcase, but if you're yeah, on a new team, why would you not want your, I mean, cause already the fans hate him. Well, the the other thing that has happened, that the only thing that is similar to this in my lifetime of paying attention to sports is uh, when Terrell Owens was after the Super Bowl. Okay, so let's just backtrack a little bit. So T.O. got traded to the Eagles from the Niners. They finally make the Super Bowl. He gets horse-collared like six weeks before the Super Bowl or like eight weeks before the Super Bowl. Yeah. Trains like a madman. Like physical rehab, all that stuff is back on the field for the Super Bowl, and he's do- he's having a dominating game. Things get weird, and he doesn't like what happened in the Super Bowl, so he starts trashing Donovan McNabb. Then he threatens to hold out. He does hold out. Drew Rosenhaus is giving daily press conferences from the end of To's driveway. Yes, and To is working out in on his way. driveway, and he's yeah. not saying anything. He's just showing like what a physical specimen is that he's still working hard, that he is available. Please get me, please get me, please get me. And he was able to cry his way out without being as dramatic as Antonio Brown and landing with the Cowboys, which Jerry Jones. For, for if you're a quarterback, receiver, or running back, he just throws around money. So he landed, he got what he wanted. Tio, what Antonio Brown did was the opposite. He, he, he got out of Pittsburgh, but did, went to a worse situation. At least Tio went from McNabb, who kind of lost it and he didn't trust in the Super Bowl, to playing for a young stud, Tony Romo. Yeah, and you can't, you can't mention Terrell Owens in quarterback drama without saying. It's my quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, or uh, what he did to Jeff Garcia. Do you remember the, that one? I remember there being a thing, but I was younger then and don't recall. If it looks like a lot, if it, I think it's if it looks like a rat and smells like a rat, it ain't a walrus. <laughs> it ain't a walrus. Or platypus. It was, it was something like that. Basically, he was insinuating that Jeff Garcia was gay. Oh, well. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So Antonio Brown just got weird, and he also did the workout things too late. Like you do that when you're, when you're trying to get to a better team. Going from Big Ben, even at his late age, is still he never misses time. He right there. <laughs> Big Ben can play on crutches and still throw the ball seventy-five yards downfield. That guy is a monster. It doesn't what he does doesn't make any sense. He's got to be able to stand, and he can throw a football a quarter mile. Yeah, Derek Carr has been on a downward spiral, and John Gruden doesn't – doesn't yeah, he had one good season, and it was compared to Brett Favre because he wears number four and we're dumb. Um, and he's slightly better than David, his older brother, who got sacked 60 times a year for the first four years of his career. Um, and then um, Gruden doesn't trust Derek Carr. Derek Carr got a little bit emotional in the offseason before Antonio Brown – and Gruden has been saying that Nathan Peterman is his guy. So there's nothing more like if you make this big career change late in your career to go to the Raiders, you've heard a lot of things that aren't good and you might be going a little bit nuts. Even his kids according, according even to his Hunt. kids were asking where Big Ben was. That's gotta be hard to take as a diva wide receiver. Yeah. And in hard knocks, I mean 
they they try to play up the fact that like, oh yeah, he played with them in the Pro Bowl. When did Derek Carr ever make a Pro Bowl? Quarterbacks make Pro Bowls all the time because quarterbacks back out or you the know good top, ones are in the, Super the good Bowl. ones. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> because the, okay, that makes sense. So he's probably like the sixth quarterback, and so he was like the third stringer on the Pro Bowl. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that but one like, season, like two years ago, he uh, he was like the fifth best quarterback in the AFC. I mean, honestly, in the Pro Bowl, I could throw a touchdown pass to Antonio Brown. There's no, yeah, there's, there's no, there's no pass rush, and yeah, Antonio Brown can run routes and yeah, fine. So, anyways, yeah, it was just a weird storyline, and so that's the that's the crazy thing. Then, as a Colts fan, it's become a yearly saga. Even before Andrew Luck, if you go back to Peyton Manning, 2011. We were told that Peyton Manning was going to play, that his neck surgery was no big deal, and then a week before the season starts, we're left with Curtis Painter at quarterback, so we signed Grandpa Kerry Collins. Who got hurt, like, and basically got hurt on the first play of the first game and <laughs> never played again. Yes. We had, our best quarterback in 2011 was Dan Orlovsky, who famously ran out of the back of the end zone in the, with the winless Lions, and probably the 2-14 and 14 Colts, are in the bottom 1% or 2% of modern NFL that starts from 1970 since the merger. So <laughs> that's uh, and then so then we get luck. Luck has a good rookie year and then we didn't have protection for him. He had weird weird injuries like lacerated kidneys. Uh what was a, a, a snowboard incident that they covered up. And he's got a weird thing that started off as a calf strain, which is now a front high ankle bone. Yeah, it started out, it was originally about a week before training camp was revealed, or no, in mini camp, like in early spring, was revealed to be like a, just like a strain. Well, I hate to tell you, but strains don't last months. No, we're runners and you you played football. You know what a strain is. Yeah, you're just sore. And, like, it, obviously, if you're a professional athlete and your job is to take care of your body, how do you not – I mean, they, clearly it wasn't a strain. And I, I'm not stupid. I'm sure Luck knew what it was all along. Well, they yeah, were like, let's, let's just keep everyone in the dark because we don't want our fans screaming at us already. The other side of this is, like, the information leaks and everybody reports on it because Andrew Luck – at for since he came from Stanford, everybody says he's the ne- second coming of John Elway. And when he's on the field, he's amazing. He's electric. But like you get so many inconsistent things, and so many people cover it. Like it's nuts. And Ursay isn't really <laughs> like they don't really do well with revealing yeah. what's Andrew wrong with Luck the players going or updating the fans. If if he doesn't have if he doesn't play this season a full sixteen games, and he's hurt next year. And I don't know how many years he's got on his contract, but he's going to go down as like the Rudy Gay of the NFL, like someone with or um, Grant Hill. Brandon Brandon Roy, yeah, Brandon Roy. That's what I was. That's who I was thinking of. Just all this promise and flashes of greatness, but couldn't stay healthy. Yeah, he was almost an MVP last year, and that was a year. He's last year. He started off like. Is he actually healthy enough to play? Because they, yeah, they, they, they famously put pulled him. him for a hail mary pass. Yes, and they kept from the yeah, fifty. Yeah, it wasn't like it was a big like you needed a lot, but they put in Brissett to to come in and close out. I the believe game. threw it out of the back of the end zone. <laughs> yeah, 
It was nuts. It didn't make any sense. And then from that point on, luck was like, that can't ever happen again because it's kind of a PR nightmare. And you don't want to – like, that just means when people get back to the quarterback, they're going in there to, like, rough him up even more than normal or if he's on a run, like, just to see if he's okay. Um, what, what would you at this point – what percentage – there's one more thing I want to get to before you ask that question. Sorry. Um, they made a big deal about him warming up before the, the week two preseason game, but he wasn't moving and his big injury is his leg. So you want to see him like do like three-step drops, five-step drops, seven-step drops from his center. I don't think, like, I don't he, think it, it's never been said he's not throwing the football. Yeah, he was in shorts and a T-shirt. Like, of course you can throw warm up in oh, just shorts and a T-shirt. Like he's on a broadcast is probably why they're making a bigger deal. But I'm sure he's he's still throwing yeah, every day. Yeah, last year was the can he throw a football or not? We don't know. That has been like last season proved that he's got no problem with his upper body. But he wasn't like shifting his weight. He wasn't testing it out. Like there was no like ladder drill. There was no movement like normal quarterback stuff. He was just playing catch with the receivers because there's a bunch of them to throw to. I love myself a good ladder drill. And then he went from he went from that to like he was going to be ready, he's warming up, it's no big deal, to um uh to not practicing this week. And they, they, I guess they're resting their starters, which is kinda weird because usually the third game is the dress rehearsal game. And then week four they put in everybody who's trying to make well, the I final think cuts. I think week four is gonna be the dress rehearsal because they I think they want to make cuts and they probably – I mean, they already expect Luck not to play at all in the preseason. So they don't need to see – they, they want to probably make cuts this week and after this preseason game and kind of have two weeks to prep for the Chargers in week one. I don't disagree, but as a Colts fan, you want to see the franchise quarterback play like just six or seven snaps just to be like, yep, he's fine. There's nothing to worry about. He, he's in doubt. He's questionable for week one. What would you put as a percentage of likelihood for Luck to start week one? I still think it's relatively high considering he hasn't done anything. I put it at somewhere between 50 and 60%. Not like – I don't think it's a given. as He's definitely not a lock anymore. But it, it's more likely than not that he does play, I think. I, I think, think it's, it's 50 to 60% is what I would say. Yeah, I would say maybe – I'd go up a little bit higher, 70. But the thing that I haven't seen, and maybe they're just not – hes they're refusing to answer this question. But I want someone to ask – excuse me, Andrew Luck. Dennis from Nerdjack Blog here. Um, a lot of questions about your high ankle issues. If tomorrow was the Super Bowl, would you play? Like, can he play through the injury? Obviously, you don't want to – and it doesn't sound like he thinks he's going to make it worse. So it's just kind of a nagging thing because, like we were talking about Big Ben, you just got to stand him upright and give him a football in his hand. He can still throw it 60 yards. Big Ben is in a walking boot like eight, eight weeks out of the season. Well, like half the season, he's in a walking boot, and he doesn't hardly ever practice. And then it comes to game day, and he's Big Ben. I mean, because – I don't know. That's what that's – what, Andrew Luck, as we know, is he's an interesting dude. So, and actually, the Andrew Luck physically and the style of play is very similar to the way Big Ben played. Like Big Ben's almost is pushing forty now, so he's not nearly as mobile. But Big Ben was known for running people over and running. And um, who's their old coach? Not Tomlin. 
uh, Cower. Cower told him to cut that crap out. Yeah. Because he had a he had a he had like a seventy yard touchdown or a 70, 70 yard run in his rookie year, and he like he was like mobile. Also, you know the motorcycle accident, but like, yeah, it's certainly interesting. That's it's a similar and if you look like when the Steelers had Antonio Brown, they had a very similar model as far as quarterback and targets to throw to. Um, a lot of that has to do probably with the way Bruce Arians had things running. Yeah, it makes. I mean, you can. I mean, Antonio Brown, T.Y. Hilton, mm-hmm. Heath Miller, Eric. Yeah, Heath Miller, Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle combination. Yeah, and then you see um, Jack Doyle still the greatest tight end between the twenties. Yes, uh, the uh, who's the guy? I can't think of his name. Dante Moncrief before he got hurt was a very good number two receiver, and now we don't. We're, we're still trying to find that out, but we have. Uh, the speed, the speed guy, T.Y. Hilton, and we have the big guy, um, Devin Funches. But I, it'll be interesting to see it between Deion Kane, Paris Campbell, and uh, Penny Hart, who shakes out as the slot receiver, because I think that Deion Kane will be a really good guy to have in there to move the chains. Well, I will you be. Know, in that, we, we've moved on from lock talk, lock talk to Colts talk, but yeah. I'll be attending week three preseason matchup at Indianapolis against the Bears. So uh, we'll have a fresh perspective next week. All right. And then the other big football news, the XFL revealed team names and logos today. Yes. And some of them are great. Some of them are kind of to be expected. And some of them, I'm looking at ULA, are the tropiest most generic team name and logo I've ever seen. Yeah, well, it's true. <laughs> the Wildcats, it's like 30% of high schools are named Wildcats. Yeah, it, well, and their logo, unless there's some hidden symbolism to their logo, I don't get it. The colors it, are the colors are USC colors, and the LA is very similar to like the LA Express or the um, whatever the AFL team was called. Okay, but yeah, we've got the Dallas Renegades. The Houston Roughnecks, the Los Angeles Wildcats, the New York Guardians, the St. Louis Battlehawks, Seattle Dragons, Tampa Bay Vipers, and the Washington D.C. Defenders. Uh, let's uh, rank these really quick as far as uh, worst, least creative name to most interesting. Okay, worst. I think we both unanimously agree is the Wildcats. Yeah, I think that yeah, the Wildcats is the worst, and then. I like the logo, but as far as the Seattle Dragons, basically they just stole everything from the Birmingham Blazers. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that one. Um, so I would go... Yeah, I would say so that's... Wildcats is eight, Dragons is seven, and then I think Defenders would be next. Uh, I would disagree. I I would go. Yeah, I would go Guardians, the New York Guardians, then Defenders. I'd go. I'd go. Guardians, I'd go Defenders or five I, Defenders. I, I would flip those. I like. Okay. I like. I kind of like the New York Guardians. It reminds me of Batman or the Gargoyles. Yeah, I think. I mean, because it kind of showed what they did today is they had a reveal broadcast, which I don't think. I don't believe it was live. It was a pre-produced thing that they 
I thought it was great though. They broadcasted it. Yeah, it was it was well done. And then like kind of each team had their own hype video revealing their team name. And the Guardians did show gargoyles, and it was not not bad. Um, so that leaves us with the Battlehawks, the Vipers, the Renegades, and the Roughnecks. I would say Roughnecks would be fourth. Yeah, I agree. I I'd go Roughnecks. Renegades, Vipers, Battlehawks. Yeah. I I want to like the Vipers, but the logo's not great. <laughs> the color yeah. seems good, but I, I don't... I'm looking at the logo. It's like it's a snake with its like eyes and top of its head cut off. The The problem is the battle net, the battle Hawks, I think is the best name, but it has the worst logo. Yeah, it has a sword connect. It's a sword connecting to like angel wings. Yeah. Their, their, re, wings. their trailer reveal was awesome. I also don't like the color scheme. If I'm being honest, although I think it might be some sort of weird looking purple. So that could be interesting to work with. We'll see what the uniforms look like. August it's 24th. hard to tell. I, I can't tell if it's, a, I think it might just be a Royal blue. And if that's the case or a Navy blue, the Dallas Renegades was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think the best logo is the DC Defenders. But the shield with the lightning bolts? Yeah, because it's not overly done to where it would look good on a helmet. I guess the Tampa Bay Vipers would look good on a helmet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It'll be interesting. They currently took down their merchandise, and it'll be back open on the 24th. So I'm interested to see what they have listed, if they have hats or or whatnot. My favorite team so far, without knowing who the quarterback is, the only the only player that we know for sure is going to be in the XFL is Landry Jones, who I think he, had, he was a decent backup with the Steelers, but never really played, so it's going to be weird. Um, but my favorite team so far, based on the coaching staff and the logo, is the Dallas Renegades. You got Bob Stoops, Bob Stoops, former Oklahoma coach, as the head coach. And then the offensive coordinator is Hal Mummy, who invented the modern-day air raid passing offense and famously got Tim Couch drafted number one overall. He, he was the head coach at Kentucky, and his assistant coach, do you know who it was? God, you know, God. Mike Leach. I'm a man. I'm 40. No, that's not him. <laughs> Mike, you know who Mike Leach is? He was the head coach at Texas Tech. Yeah, I know Mike Leach. When they beat Texas, and now he's at Washington State. What was the, name of the, guy? The, top what was the name of the Oklahoma City or Oklahoma State coach? Mike Gundy. Mike Gundy. I'm a man. I'm 40. You want to go after him, you come after me. But they set all kinds of SEC passing records when they were at Kentucky in the late 90s. Nice. So he's got a legacy that follows him. Wait, in the late 90s, did they coach the giant fat guy? That's now resting. Lorenzen. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think so. That was, that was in two. He in two, two thousand four. They had moved. Mike Leach moved to Texas Tech in like two thousand one. Oh. And I think how Mama retired. Interesting. But it all started in a Division three college. Division three college in Iowa. Yeah. I, we, so the way it's working is there the way from what I've gathered is the league is going to sign eight quarterbacks and then those teams have the ability I guess they're going to make pitch like they kind of can make offers to those quarterbacks but eventually they're all going to get at least one of the top eight quarterbacks 
Is that the way you understand it? Yeah, they're they're getting stars first, and then they're gonna basically sprinkle them. But there's uh, gonna be an actual draft. There is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how that works. I I know that not there's not actual owners of teams; they're presidents, and then um, Vince McMahon and when all the coaches are also the, the general manager. Yeah, obviously. The roster like, size is only 45 players, so I don't know how that's going to work with injuries. I mean, I'm sure they'll they have they'll have a, a pool to pick from. Yeah, I don't. I mean, well, if you're a uh, semi-talented football player, <laughs> make sure you keep you stay nice and limber because you might be getting a call from the New York Guardians or the St. Louis BattleHawks this season. <laughs> I wish they would have had um, instead of the Vipers or the Dragons, if one of those team names was like the uh, the Snapping Turtles. I honestly, when they showed the Tampa Bay Vipers, I thought because they were like showing a swamp, I'm like, oh my god, they're totally going to show a turtle because when they, if you didn't see it online, but their their social media had tweeted out like teasers of all the eight teams, where it was like close up of a section on the logo. And the Vipers, I, I looked at it. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it looks like a Ninja, a ninja Turtle. There's going to be a Tampa Bay Ninja Turtle team. But yeah. the, the one thing that I thought was kind of weird is if you look at the font type on Tampa Bay, it looks very similar to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, really? I was thinking it more looked like the Seahawks font, the way it says Vipers. Yeah. I, I'm they very. All, they all are very, very stylistic fonts. I'm looking forward to it. The one thing that I think is just hilarious is the Houston Roughnecks logo is a straight up ripoff of the Houston Oilers. Like that would totally be the Houston Oilers logo if they were still a franchise. They basically just took the sides. They took the Houston Oilers logo and it made it more of an H. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's exactly what they did. Yeah, and then uh, the the thing about. The Dallas team, okay, they've got the Dallas Cowboys, and the Renegades are literally just the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, but they have they have the comic book eyes though, where you can't see like it's just the red eyes. I think that's cool. Yeah, they got, but he's got a bandana tied over his face. Yes, basically, he's a he's an evil cowboy. Yeah, people are saying that that mainly the, the Renegades are more of a ripoff of the Mavericks. Yeah, that's true. Oh, they basically took the two concepts and smashed them together. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what they did. <laughs> Evil cowboys. Yeah. Uh, I I want to see the the actual uniforms because the red and black for the guardians they can work with that. Oh, there's a lot of red in these logos too. Four of the teams have red in them. Eh, actually, five if you count LA because they're orange and red. Oh, I forgot. I, I wasn't counting the Renegades, like because those are just the eyes. But I guess you're right. I mean, I, what else do they go off of? It's kind of the Tennessee Titans color scheme. What the Renegades? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Did you know that you can actually get just for listening to this podcast? I know it sounds insane, but it's true. We just discovered this free new app called Podcoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. So here's how it works. You listen to podcasts and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks. Or if you're a good person, you could even donate that PodCoin to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. 
Download the app right now on your iPhone or your Android device, and I have a special code just for you. Simply use our code, BargainBenAnime, that's all one word, and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. And if you listen to enough of us on there, you can get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. So go ahead and go listen to those, to this podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and sign up with code BargainBenAnime. It'll change the way you listen to podcasts. The one thing that also relates to nerdjockblog.com is these logos all look like would, would fit very well within a video game. So it'll be interesting to see if one of the lower tier uh, football games, either Access Football, which we've interviewed one of the game devs on our website. And uh, so there's Access, there's Access Football. They don't have any league affiliations. But this could totally be something that they make as DLC if they were given that opportunity for Access 19. The other one is the, the other game I think is called Maximum Football or something. It's generic. It's not quite at the same level as Access Football. Um, and then, of course, uh, our friends at TechMobile or TechMobilers.org will totally be making an XFL game once they actually get some players. Yeah, that, that will most certainly be the case. It'll be interesting to see, and we'll keep you updated on all the XFL news as it comes in. Um, they're getting; it's going to start picking up, I would think. I, and I'll, one thing I do have to say is, Oliver Luck—they've been a genius. Uh, uh, yeah. Oliver Luck does a great job as a commissioner when he, as a face of the the league so far. At first, I thought he was going to be kind of weak and feeble and not impressive, but he seems to fit the role nicely. Well, the nice thing about it is. Vince McMahon has been just the money guy. He hasn't really, other than the big announcement that XFL is coming back, he's stayed in the back, in the background, which is kind of where he needs to be after next, what failed twenty years ago. Besides the signings of, of quarterbacks and announcing who the player, because a lot of their players they're not going to know until they declare if they're going to be in the NFL draft or if they're going to sign XFL contracts. And and I. And I've seen where they've said, like, if players get drafted to the NFL, they'll let them leave. But it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. I want to know if they're going to get college guys to join early because that'd be really cool if they could snag some of the top players in college like a year before that they could be eligible for the NFL. Or if there's, like, a troublemaker or someone gets – kicked yeah. off or they're not happy instead of transferring to another team well they haven't they they had their football reimagined committee where they were doing like test runs of like with rules and oh yeah well they ha- they have a they have a good scouting agency and they have a, a core group of players i mean so those go- whoever's whoever's this gonna be yeah wh- who's ever is a standout with in the rules committee those guys will make the team um who are your top five quarterbacks that you want to see in the xfl just really quick number one jeff tool <laughs> number two jeff tool number three jeff tool number four jeff tool number five kyle orton <laughs> that was only two you were naming them off earlier cardale jones yeah i'd love to see cardale jones i was obviously kidding um jeff tool if you don't know had a short stint with the the bills and i believe a southern team, or maybe the Chargers. I think it was Jacksonville. 
I think it was Jacksonville. So I was right with Southern team. Um, so maybe he'll go to the Tampa Bay Vipers. Maybe he's relocated to Tampa. See, the um, problem is some of the guys that I think would be nice to see is they may, like Blake Bortles in the XFL. That'd be cool to see. Cardinal Jones would be nice. Um, I'd like to see Geno Smith redeem himself from butt fumbling. Um, Megan three. Um, is Marcus Fick still in prison? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he's uh, honestly too old. He's got to be like 34, 35. They, I mean, they needed Tommy Maddox. Someone that's going to play for three years. Um, yeah, I can't, I'm drawing, drawing some blanks right now. I'm trying to think like, um, I'll just I'll, I'll run, run down a few for me. Rex uh, Grossman, sexy Rexy. <laughs> we know seriously because he's probably like forty right now. So you're thinking about getting veterans. Yeah, name recognition. I'm t- thinking about guys who are like, and then they can transition to offensive coordinators because one team's head coach is the former tight end coach for Cincinnati. There's clearly room for coaching promotions. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm happy with most of the coaches and staff they put together. The June Jones is also an offensive coordinator somewhere, probably Houston. Um, I like I, – what I want to see, which I don't think is going to happen based on when they're going to announce their top franchise quarterbacks, but uh, the reigning CFL MVP and Grey Cup uh, MVP or most outstanding player, uh, Bo Levi Mitchell – I think Bo Levi Mitchell, especially with an accelerated play clock, play clock, that Bo Levi Mitchell would transition pretty nicely. And he played for June Jones at SMU, so there's that connection there. So I'm really hoping Bo Levi Mitchell goes from CFL to XFL and dominates because he was he's awesome to watch. Rex he really knows Christmas. how to run offense. Rex Christmas, 38 years old. So he's got one year, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so number one is Bo Levi Mitchell. Number two, uh, Tyrod Taylor, but he makes too much money. Um, I would like to see the undrafted quarterback from that played college in Buffalo is now with the Bills. He's probably on the roster bubble. He's six six and can throw it a mile. I would like to Phillip like Tyree Walker. Jackson. You think Philip Walker? Yeah, he can scramble. Uh, who's the guy? There's a guy from Miami I can't think of. Oh, Ja'Cory Harris. What about the uh, – Stephen McGee? No, what about the guy that looks from Miami that looked like Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Oh, I can't think of his name anymore. Kai, Kai, Kai – uh, Brad Kaya. Brad Kaya. <laughs> he would be perfect for the XFL. Uh, who is the – I was running down the list. Um, he would be the face of the XFL. He's a very pretty – See, I hope, I hope Garrett Gilbert is the backup with the Browns, but – what he did with the AAF, he would dominate in the XFL. He's on fire right now. Question. Rex Grossman trivia time. I also, who before we go on. Team, who was the last team to sign Rex Grossman? Was it the Redskins? No. Texans? No. Ravens? No. <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, that's really weird. They signed him for a one-year contract on August 26th and released him on September 4th. Okay. The, the, <laughs> the other quarterbacks that I want to see, we can just go Ohio State for the rest of mine, but Bo, Bo Levi Mitchell is like he would, he would be huge for the XFL. Not every American football fan would know that he is playing up north and dominating, 
but he comes in with the accelerated play clock and uh, going at a faster pace. CFL's three down, so like he's he's good. He's perfect uh, fit for this. And with the extra down, it slows down, so he can show even show even more how much he can dominate. But last year, like they play more games and you know they pass more, but. He had 5,100 passing yards and 35 touchdowns last year uh, with the Calgary Stampeders. So, Let me see. And, and the connections to June Jones, like I, it would just, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be surprising if they got him, but he's still playing in the CFL. So I don't know that would, that would have to be like a late signing. Like he can't just can't get him if he's on the team. Um, so uh, after that, we'll we'll just go Ohio State. Cardell Jones, JT Barrett. Braxton Miller, uh, Terrell Pryor. What about a uh, Colt McCoy? He's a, he's hurt. He's hurt. He can't. He's not gonna make it. What about Seneca Wallace? He's like fifty. <laughs> yeah, Seneca Wallace is probably thirty-seven. But Braxton Braxton Miller. Seneca Wallace is thirty-nine. I could see him. I could see him needing some money. <laughs> is he playing in the uh, flag football league? I don't know. <laughs> Michael Vick would be nice, but he's like, his yeah, ribs are yeah, done. Quarterback in 2018, I feel like we've discussed this. He was the qu- quarterback for the God flag football in the American Flag Football League. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, but the Ohio State quarterbacks I just named, all of them could be stars if they because Braxton Miller's been playing receiver, but he was the starting quarter, and this is going to be more of a more friendly to people who play in a college style offense. So you want to hear, <laughs> but JT Barrett is like for a, JT Barrett's a four string quarterback in the NFL. I mean, Ohio state quarterbacks. I'm going down a Seneca Wallace rabbit hole. Do you know that the team that Seneca Wallace was on won the professional division, but lost the final match in the amateur championship league. What? They lost to the amateur champions. When the flag football. Yes. Oh, that's sad. How pathetic is that? He needs money if he's if he's losing to amateurs. And I left Giant Manziel off my list because he was so bad in the CFL. I don't think he's got it. I think it'd be a waste of time. Oh, I guess Kaepernick, if he actually wants to play football, the XFL, that would be huge. That would be like a like big name if they sign him. That would be a PR dream for Vince McMahon. But I still think he wants to play in the NFL, so I, I don't know. that The whole thing is weird. Yeah, that doesn't make much sense. But he's trying to make a comeback. Sure he is. So we'll see about that, but that'll be interesting. The next big date for XFL, other than like, because why would you buy a product if you don't know who's on the team? Um, that's August 24th, but September 2nd is when they're going to sign their seven quarterbacks. And then the draft will probably be six weeks before the start of the season. So December, Christmas. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they're going to start signing quarterbacks once the NFL makes their final cuts. So I also yeah. think it'd be funny if David fails, get cut. <laughs> Cause that would suck for marketing <laughs> a failed league restarts 20 years later and one of their top players is David Fails. I don't even know who David Fails is. Or maybe it's Nick Fails. He was a backup for the Dolphins last year. Okay. Or who's the... Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's not done yet. But yeah, basically those the four Ohio State quarterbacks, which 
they crazy they were all teammates together um i like two of them would be nice probably not for up prior i'm pretty sure he's going to play receiver he's not going to switch back to play quarterback for the xfl what about trevor simeon is he in the nfl that's a yeah that's a candidate too. get a, a getting a second chance at life or the brock lobster yeah brock lobster is a backup somewhere i think yeah but i mean he, he doesn't want to get exposed again does he <laughs> It'd be interesting if Tebow switched from baseball to football at 32 years old. I, he can make money just by smiling on camera. I don't think he cares about playing football. Well, he actually has a sh- – like, he was playing AAA. His batting average wasn't good, but he's got power. Uh, I, I, yeah, I just don't, it's really confusing to me about what he's going to do. Uh, is it like he, he had that one good year – or, like, he, he won – a playoff game and then he never really got a chance to play quarterback again. Yeah. So we'll see what's going on there. That's it's gonna be interesting. I like to see it. But Landry Jones doesn't really say like <laughs> good Premier League. <laughs> yeah. Although at the same token though, like Garrett Gilbert was a star of the AAF and he's back in the NFL. Landry Jones, most people would say Landry Jones was way better in college at Oklahoma. Yeah. And oh, he's totally going to Dallas. Bob Stoops. Oh, that's true. So, but yeah, Landry Jones, you would think, is a higher caliber quarterback than Garrett Gilbert. But now Garrett yeah. Gilbert's back it, up it, on the rise. So. These are actually play unlike the AAF, you, these are actually potentially players we've heard of that will be signed to this league. Yeah, other than, you know, like Trent Richardson. Because the other, AA, the AAF was sold more of a, developmental yeah. yeah it was the spring league turned into an actual football league the xfl will have I, I hope they get somebody from canada or like some big some some actual like stars or semi-stars uh, it has definitely more potential than the aaf or the first xfl like they were nobodies like other than tommy maddox was there anybody who was anything he hate me yeah, but he came. He got his start in the XFL, and then went from the XFL to being a, a pretty f- good punt returner for the Panthers. Yeah, he was a Pro Bowler, I think, one year as a punt returner. So I don't know. This this league has legs, and I hope they're able to get somebody like uh, Deron Carter. It'd be cool to see Deron Carter go from Canada to the XFL. Uh, uh there was a name, uh, Mitch Mustaine. If Mitch, Mitch Mustaine decided to play football again? Crafonzo Thorpe. Uh, there's no chance. What was the USC quarterback that came after Lineart? John David Booty? Yeah, John David Booty. What's he doing nowadays? You know the guy's got talent. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably Edward Jones, or he's retired because he made a million millions of dollars as a backup. Yeah. We'll see. Who's the, you know who I'd like to see? I don't know where he's at. Is Tommy Reese. Yeah, you know the guy doesn't just got talent. <laughs> he couldn't throw the ball 30 yards. What? Tommy Reese is awesome. What are you talking about? He was the best quarterback in Notre Dame for a while. What's the name of the quarterback that they always yanked to, to put him in? Uh, Everett Golson. Yeah, what's Everett Golston doing? I don't know. He sucks. Yeah. XFL material. <laughs> no. Got to get, get that South Bend market. Landry Jones 
is definitively better than Everett Golson. We need pe- people who could actually be Cardell the Jones two. is going to be the MVP of the league. Calling it. I saw the first time I saw him play was the first time he played in the Big Ten Championship, and he was slinging it. You know who I'd like to see make the XFL is our boy Shakir Bell. For anyone that doesn't know, that is a talented young man that attended high school at Warren Central in Indianapolis and then played collegiate ball at Indiana State, and then drama happened, and he did not play his senior year. He played. He got kicked off the team. But his junior year, he ran. He was Walter Payton uh, runner-up, which is the Heisman of 1AA. He ran for 349 yards in a college football game, which is a Missouri Valley football record. He was a freak athlete. Small and he played in he a, played and he played for the Edmonton Eskimos and right now he's like third or fourth string with kind Ottawa. of a Aaron Sproles type of player. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Perfect description. Yeah. Well, I think that about does it for this week's Nerd Jack Blog Radio 2.0. Um, anything you want to plug or mention before we call it a yeah. show? Continue watching Hard Knocks if you're watching Hard Knocks and follow the Antonio Brown helmet saga and the Andrew Luck injury updates. And we'll be doing football coverage all season long. Yes, we will. And continue to follow the blog at nerdjackblog.com or follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash nerdjackblog33. We've got content popping out out of every orifice <laughs> oh and uh just to stay consistent there's zombies in fortnite boom there's your fortnite uh thing of the week and that's fortnite fortnite talk that was talking fortnite yes we just talked about fortnite folks so mark it down good night and good luck or good morning or good afternoon or have a great weekend or i hope your weekend was good god bless amen fist bump <laughs>